podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, don't take it seriously. We're only bugging. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. It's going to get confusing. I'm Mark Webster. He's Mark. He's Mark. He's back. He's Mark and Mark. It's a, it's, I know that's a noise, but I'll deal with that in a second. So don't forget our Whistleblowers iPhone app. It's completely free. You get this podcast first, videos and all the archives, plus the latest football news from the BBC, Telegraph and The Guardian. Follow links from thewhistleblowers.net or find them in the App Store. I am Mark. He is Mark. In Good evening. Gritten. I will stick with Mark, though, because because uh, clearly I thought there's a theme running here that I'm quite excited about, and I'm, I'm prepared to roll with it. Three M's. Yeah, three I M's. like it. I like it. I like I mean, it. Peter Cook was, remember the three M's. Motivation, motivation, motivation. Oh, very, exactly, that's right. Oh, yeah, the Clive Anderson. Oh, so, well, that was one. That was a glorious moment, wasn't it? That really was. So Mark's here. Matt's here as well. Matt, good evening. Good evening. Now, Matt... Uh, well, I'll get you to introduce yourself. You know, suddenly just went university challenge. I'm going to introduce yourself in a formal kind of way. But Matt Sanger, but you're here uh, not only as a Blackburn fan, but um, the only Blackburn fan. I mean, there is that's the same thing twice. But of course, tell us about the world in which you do your business. Um, so I'm the editor of Joe.co.uk. Yep. Um, website for British men, and you've probably seen us on. Uh, Twitter or Facebook with our yes. kind of funny sports videos. So we do a lot of football, entertainment, men's lifestyle. Uh, I love the way me, you yeah. keep saying mm. men because, yeah. of course, you go out of your way not to be any other sort of broken down word to describe a, a, a grown up fellow. That's it. Yeah, we we describe ourselves as the the website for men, not lads. Good lads. Yeah. Oh dear, Good men. <laughs> Look, I fell straight into the trap. Um, Gentlemen, I, the first place I want to start on this one here is, is the weekend in which North London had one of its final weekends. And I'm curious to know whether you thought that it was the start of a very exciting Premier League or possibly the end of what was going to be a very exciting Premier League. And I suppose what I mean by this is the Leicester City conundrum. Now, where, where do you stand on this one here? Well, they're still top, aren't they? So True. That's something. They're there to be beat. Who have they got next? West Brom and Norwich coming up at home, so a couple of winnable games. But is it, but it made it a four-team race, didn't it, I think, the weekend? I mean, I think that's probably fair enough to say. Is well, that, the way City are going, like recently, United... Oh, you're going free, are you? <laughs> well, United go out to Midland in uh, the Europa League as... Uh, Maybe we can expect to happen, and then uh, yeah, they could catch up. Really, City are going all the way in Champions League, aren't they? You've got Kiev in the next week, so they don't want to get that one wrong, do they? <laughs> because as you say, there's something of it being on a plate, much like a chicken Kiev might be. And I did it <laughs> only because we were all Boom. thinking it, and it just felt like it had to be said. <laughs> I suppose the reason I asked Matt that, Mark, is, is is that for me, I'm more I like the. The, the Premier League now more that it's not just this kind of oh Cinderella Leicester City story is that Arsenal give themselves another chance and it's important for Arsenal Tottenham are going to give themselves a chance they're they're in their own way are an unusual story absolutely I, I, there's that element where you, when your team's not getting beat you think they'll never get beat it's the same you're in form you're hitting a golf ball right you're scoring goals everything feels great yeah. and at Leicester are in that zone and we were all we all 
kind of dropped, pulled into that Cinderella story, and then they lose the game, and then you all immediately everyone doubts them because that's what the kind of that's the narrative of that story. It's yeah. the fact that as soon as there's doubt element of something where they might get beaten, um, and again it was a last minute goal, it was away at Arsenal. It's no shame in that, that you know. And no, Ranier, no. And Ranieri dealt with it brilliantly in his post match interview. You know, it's just it's another game, but you know that that's the thing that sometimes. The pin that burst the bubble. But there you go. But I, there was a sense, and I think my point was, is that the, the momentum of thought seemed to be that, isn't this a wonderful season? Leicester City, the Minnows, are, come, are coming out of nowhere. Cup shocker, they're going to win the league. Now, that, I've got to say, that was, that's, a, that's pretty bloody boring with 15 games of football still to go. You know, I, I want this to be more competitive. Yeah, you want it to be a race of it. And, uh, I mean, I, I think somebody tweeted the... Uh, positions in the table at the weekend and they talked about like the last time each team has won the league and obviously Leicester never won the top flight Arsenal 2004 which is almost a fairy tale in itself yeah. if, you go, if you go 10 yeah. years then, oh, yeah. uh, and right. then uh, Spurs 1961 so you know yeah there's, there's loads of twists and turns to come yet and, and uh, the weekend I think yeah it played out perfectly for, for the last 15 games like I say yeah. But what of course has happened and you mentioned Man United there what, you know the day that we're sitting here speaking the weirdest thing happened, and I, and I say weird based on the fact that it didn't seem to be approaching. It didn't, no one gave us a clue that it was, this was coming. Wayne Rooney now is done for two months. Hmm. There didn't appear to be a hint. I don't think anyone heard anything about Man United. And this is at a point when suddenly, apparently, we're seeing the old Wayne Rooney. Now, did you think that for a start? Has he been coming back in the full mind? Yeah, well, the goals speak for themselves, but they're True. not ones that we've noticed. They're the goals that have kind of come under the radar. They you know, when the results, the results have happened, you're like, oh, wow, he's all of a sudden he scored that amount of goals in that many games. They're not goals that are significant in the way that we look at the teams at the top. You know, it's, 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 it's funny the way that people look at it. Same as Spurs. I mean, who can you say that's been scoring and winning them games yeah. apart from Kane? But the team's been doing it nonetheless. So it's, um, I think United are going to, they're obviously going to suffer from that. But there's, people have got to step up there. And they, they've known that for a, a long while. You know, there's been players that have been on the wings in Mata coming back into the team or Martial or the fact that even Lenegaard's scoring goals, you know, when yeah. you don't expect them to. So there's, there's performances to come. That's all well good. Well, good, as you say. But of course, we're talking about you know, last weekend from where we're sitting here. This is when Mourinho was basically nailed in on the job. Done deal, says Harry. And Van Gaal goes and loses to Sunderland and loses Wayne Rooney. Well, this yeah, is unfortunate, it's... isn't it? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a good word for it. He's, uh, I think he's just sitting there to end the season now, isn't he? Really, you get think, that sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult. I know United got rid of Moyles, Moyes. What was it, April tenth? Like, so you know, a month till the end of the season. But Champions League had already gone. Yeah, I just think there's so much going on at United at the moment in terms of still desperately trying to get a fourth place. Europa League, obviously, mm. if they win that, they get in the Champions League anyway. They just don't want to rock the boat, but I would not be surprised if that's all done and dusted, really. And, and Which is why I think the Rooney thing is such a strange thing, because with everything else going on, suddenly there's a, a knee ligament injury that was no hint of up until this point, and now they lose their, effectively their talisman in terms of recent form. Are we also, do you think, looking at a, England struggling as a result? Because two months is quite a long time, isn't it, for it to miss a lot of football? At this stage, and then with the Euros in June. Yeah, what was uh, I think it was 
Barney Rone in uh, The Guardian came up with that great nickname, Varuka, for our strike force at Euro 2016. And uh, so now it's just Vaca, like, yeah, it's yeah, gone, yeah. it's gone, it's ruined. But, but easy uh, indeed, exactly. But, but of course, also what would have done that would would, would have been a nice football before you went in the swimming pool. Would have also. <laughs> but that would have done that. Is it, it, the Rooney thing, I, I, I say, it, it's still fresh, this, in our yeah. minds. But do you think this is somewhat ominous for A, United and B, England? Well, it's, it's I mean, because you know about you know them injuries. I mean, yeah. is he going to come flying back after two months? Yeah, but again, Rooney's... Uh, Reputation at major tournaments, it's always it's well, always exactly. been a struggle. And he's always so, been yeah. injured at most of and, them. And then so, we've yeah. been, but but that's the thing. What's the best thing to come into with a fresh outlook at things where you've got two strikers? Sturridge might come back into the form of his life in the next month. We could see, you know, and Harry Kane. These people, these players are players that uh, you know the best defenders in Europe don't want to play against. Whereas Rooney, they kind of know he, he has he has those biggest battles with himself know, on the pitch. That's an you interesting know? point. He, there may be an element of getting Royalton out of jail somewhat. With the conundrum of, of, of the fact that that I still suspect Austin wants to pick the same fellas that he's always wanted to pick, in spite of form. Yeah, I remember um, I was in Manaus for the uh, opening World Cup game against Italy a couple of years ago, and uh, he put Rooney out on the left wing, and it was like, you know, how do we fit Rooney into this <laughs> it team? Was squ- it was, was storage. Yeah, 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 storage yeah. was in the form of his life. Liverpool had almost won the league with storage banging all the goals in with Suarez and. Uh, it was how, how do we fit Rudy into this team? So maybe, yeah, maybe he has got out of jail a bit. Funny with, enough, he hadn't yeah. that's something to man you He played in goal twice, I think, didn't he? I mean, the, <laughs> I mean he, he, he has had that kind of struggle. So almost if he's removed from the equation, it, it, it might just sort of free up the England eleven somewhat. Yeah, and I think the thing is, say it was Vardy to, out for two months, you know he's going to be back and fixed. He had his going yeah. problem yeah, at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And he was back straight away. He scored that scream against Liverpool. You know, he's hit form again. But but Rooney, it's not just two months. It's yeah. it's going to be like how much time to get him back up to what, full What would fitness. you reckon, Mark? If, 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 he's, if he's six to eight weeks, as they're saying, on a knee, what what would you expect? If you were, you know, if, if yeah. it was you and you'd done that, when would you be hitting peak again after you've come back? Well, you can you can do a lot of work in straight lines with knee injuries. That's the thing. So you can get fit, but you can't get match fit. And, right. and, and as a striker, you can't get form fit. And again, I don't know how in major tournaments, but in any situation where you've got to play three or four games, so like a pre-season, you can't pin any form on that. So no. uh, the problem is if you're the skipper. So if Roy Hodgson's made him that, or if it's going to be a situation where he has to make a decision, I think he's going to have to bring him along for the ride. Well, it's a very good point because, of course, we're not talking about him coming back. You know, in the Euros, you're not playing Saturday, Saturday. You could, no. but it's, it's going to be it's an intense period of yeah. football, isn't it? But you you want the guys that are just always on the shoulder, always on the brink, always on the edge of just picking things up. You'd rather have a Jermaine Defoe that's just going to sniff Almost, goals. You know, yeah. it's one of them. So like Evardi, you know, that that's not, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking as a Scotsman there, I'd rather you take your mind to than Evardi. But you know, <laughs> it's 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 one of those it's where... He's an ulterior, I forgot there was yeah. an ulterior Andy motive. Carroll, he, he Andy Carroll and Jermaine Defoe, there you go, he's your front two. Take well, it. Thank you. And I love them both. So like, thanks Mike for, for your insight there. You're so, you're, <laughs> you're so warm and kind. We'll deal with that when we get down the line. Meanwhile, what's been, and I, I don't... It seems to have popped out from nowhere. There was the Indian Premier League football thing, which I'd seen recall reading about. Oh, that's going to be interesting. You know, there might be a few blokes might make a few quid out of this. Then suddenly, and I say suddenly, perhaps I'm wrong, China chips in and starts shipping footballers in that in their general direction. 
for amazing amounts of money. Um, the names that we know, Texera, uh, uh, Ramirez, West Ham got Rajelovic for four million quid, I think. I mean, you know, on a personal level, thanks for coming and, and, and good luck in all your future endeavours, you know, and thank you for the four million quid. Uh, Jovino, uh Guiano is a lovely football player, but, but you know, it, it, perhaps someone's just decided I'll, I'll take the... Do- is the Chinese football situation a worry, or is it basically the three-ring circus that perhaps everyone thinks it's going to be? Well, it's more of a worry than the Indian Premier League anyway, isn't it? I mean, they've they got some players over there, but you know, solid performers like Nicky Shore and Steve Simmonson in India, it's not, it's not <laughs> quite the same level. But, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of money they're throwing around. Uh, it, it'll be... It'll, it'll start to worry people whenever they signed the first player that Premier League clubs are actually in the hunt for. You know, yeah, if, they, if they nab yeah. a guy from good France point, or Spain. Good point, or, yeah. Do, 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 will it get to that, do you think? I mean, uh, some kid is going to say, I'm going to take the dough, Mark. So that, that, and you will yeah. have that moment when everyone's so, so they think it slips out of kilter. Whereas at the moment, it, what it is, it does appear to be sort of like Ireland Globetrotters. Well, I think uh, Tim Cahill just left the club, the Chineur, that I think. That might have been the club Drogba and, and Elka were at. It's certainly a Shanghai-based club. Yeah. So those guys, the, the bottom line, I, I remember, I'm not equating this to my time in Ireland at all, but when there was no union, so there's no players' union, no. clubs can offer what they want. Clubs can bring players over on any pretense, and then the contracts can get ripped up in front of the player. So you can sign a five-year contract on a million pound a week. It's irrelevant because essentially the trade contracts that these guys have so the same for footballers they'll go over there and they'll be like this isn't what I signed up for footballers have taken that pump forever I mean Turkey's yeah. had that reputation yeah. hasn't it you know I mean I, I know for there's a, a, an old centre forward you know close to my aunt who I, I know through conversation basically worked on the principal saying look it's, a, it's called a three year deal it's an extraordinary amount of money if I get six months of it, and cut, if I get a year exactly. and come yeah. back after six months, I've still I'm still ahead financially, exactly. ahead of the game. But that's not they're not really the reasons you want to be saying you're making a football career, is it? No, but, but then again, that when you've crossed that threshold yeah. to make the point of say Ramirez, so Ramirez didn't come to the Premier League because he loved uh, Southwest London. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, there's an element of where it's about making money to him and. China offers that but again there's the other side of China where you go over there and unless you're living in the city then and also you're, this could be you know significant lifestyle changes in terms of you can't take your family there you can't you know there's also so you are, it's, it's the classic football mercenary moment isn't it you go out there and just bring that dough in I, this I know this this is an enormous part of the you know the, 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 the equation or the, the point of Footballers' salaries. Now, I'll try and sum it up as quickly as I can in the sense where I say, well, I don't, I, I kind of don't mind football salaries because all that money is still coming into football, regardless of whether footballers earn it or not. And I'd rather footballers earn it than owners, which it used to be in the olden days, you know. We're, we're, we're only, you know, 1960, you know, pound a week, you know, Johnny A. That's not that long ago, you know, in its weird way. So I don't mind that. But is it. Is it disrupting football? Is football getting broken down too much, you think, Matt? Or, or, or is it just a sort of another little blip? In terms of how much money's in the game? Yeah. I think, uh, well, it's been... 
sort of monopolised in in England by Man City and and Chelsea, like the money that they that they have, and even Man United, like you know they spent a lot recently, but like they struggle to keep up. And you start looking at like like City are doing it the right way, though I think in terms of establishing that youth setup as well. And yeah, like, yeah, good point. You know they look yeah. at the the people that they've hired from Barcelona, like Soriano. And the other guy whose name I can't pronounce, bringing Guardiola in. So, you know, they are looking... It's much better that you just say that rather than try and pronounce it. I have to say, I think you went for the better option there. Well yeah, played, well, well yeah, so, it would have yes. been a mess. but uh, <laughs> And that's going to do, hopefully, good for the local area as well. So yeah. it, it depends. Like we're, we're in flux, aren't we? And we'll see, like, you know, going forward, like how how much it will change and how much like it, it will be to the detriment of the game or could even, like actually long-term, maybe help it, you know. But, but that's what, that's the, if this a zillion pound comes into football and it's got to go somewhere, why not the people that go on the pitch and do the entertaining? What, where's the moral dilemma that, Mark? I, I've never quite understood that argument. I, I, know it's, I know it's because it's obscene money. Yeah, but that's why, we, that's why we, people get tetchy. Yeah, but in, in any other industry, um, there's like a trickle-down effect. Yeah. In football... I think Alan Sugar is one of the only things I liked that he's ever said. The prune juice economics. <laughs> yes. So it goes in one end and it comes out the other. And all you get is footballers' pockets filled with money. So it's yeah. like you don't have this, um, the society, the area, the, you know, people in, people in Vegas. Floyd Mayweather is in Vegas getting paid all his money and he's spending it all in Vegas. Yeah. Well, that, that make Vegas get something out of that. I don't know if you get yeah, that. Yeah, but the only other place that cash was going is in the owner's pockets. The money's never getting spread around yeah, the community to make it a better place to live. No, perhaps it? not, but they're spending money in that community or there's something going on where the kind of I like that idea is, like, is that a footballer's buying enough yeah. Ferraris well, in that town. Enough flats, enough, enough, enough flats in Grimsby. Yeah, exactly. Listen, ah. That's a conversation. That's a conversation. <laughs> Mark, what, what's the, what's it going to be the potential the, title of your book? Square nothing. Anyway, so back to back. Can't set, so can't set, if anyone bumps into Matt, he'll fill you in on that story. <laughs> it's a good one. I don't we'll blame you. There. Move on, Mark. I can't believe. It. I, I agree. We'll with you. That we'll part of that. Go on. So yeah. So basically, if you have a player like Balotelli at Manchester City, they, regardless of their football that's going on, they're, they're spending a significant amount on tax and also on John Lewis on trampolines and fireworks, <laughs> apparently. So, there you go. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> now, it leads quite nicely into the into the money part of this because this is where the FA Cup conversation that has been mooted. Whatever mug at the FA let this cat out of the bag. Now, I don't think it's the same one who said... Also, that um, well, we've got to play the England games at Wembley because we've got to try and pay the money back. You know that kind of positive <laughs> upbeat. That's that's what that, that sounds like an FA Delta. That's that's got the, that's person. got my blood curdled to go and watch some England games. I don't mind telling you. I, I, it's almost impossible to believe that that even the conversation is being had about disrupting the FA Cup simply to serve effectively you might argue three teams who are chasing what may now become the vague Champions League spot. And that's what... This is the gist of it, isn't it, really? I'm totally behind it, I have to say. Uh, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm behind it. I think uh, when I was at Football 365, <laughs> we used to talk every single time the FA Cup weekend came around, we'd be like, it's such a shame, you know, Premier League's just getting tasty. We're just getting into it. Even and the FA Cup ruined your footballing experience. It disrupted it. Yeah, I think uh, the cap- says the Blackburn fan. <laughs> well, 
Well, Fair the, enough. The, the Capital One Cup for me is like a, a great model for, for the FA Cup to follow. Midweek, keep it fresh, keep it like, you know, on TV, okay. exciting, like, you know, that, that, that sorts your right week then. out. All right, then. but what they're also doing, Martin, is that, that is they want to finish it on that night. Because they don't want replays because it might hurt footballers a little you know, bit. I, and as opposed to actually earn another 500 grand for the little club that <laughs> earned the right to play them yeah, again. but I'm torn on that as well because the, the, you, you're talking about the right to play to make money because they know they're not going to win. So actually going back to Old Trafford, it's like, oh, well done, I, was, you know, I get it. I've played for clubs that have just, you know, that money's been vital. But well, you play for clubs in front of, of, of and fans of that club I, yeah. for whom these moments... Of what they almost live for. Yeah, they are. But at the same time, it's like, well, you can do that. You can still, these these games still exist off the back of that third round draw, fourth round draw. The, the replay in itself, it just, it does clog the arteries of football. <laughs> um, and I'm not... I'm I, amazed, actually, that you no, guys have thought this way. Well, and also, listen, one of the last, the last penalty shoot I played in was at Bournemouth in the... Johnson's paint maybe it was and that was when they were in like League 2 League 1 with us and not that long ago I'm just gonna yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe it. like 2009 but I was, or 2010 even and I'm, I'm there and like everyone's on the halfway line and no one wanted to be there for that we're like we want to play this game 90 minutes fine let's get this out of the way or penalty shoot out straight away because we all had games at the weekend yeah. we got like 3-4 games a week at that time if you're playing the reserves and you're thinking I'm, you know it's frustrating, and the fans, even the fans, are thinking, especially up north. There's a, like you can't go to three home games. There, no, I, 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 get, I get that element of it. I mean, and, and, it, and it's strange. I mean, I, uh, Jake Humphrey, I, it was, I, it was amazing, but he's a young fella, so perhaps that's how his mind works. Is that I mean, after um, West Ham beat, you know, uh, won their cup tie, like you know, with, with second, you know, in the last last end of the game against Liverpool. Um, Use the phrase, uh, and I, I, I'm quoting, but my Mr. Words, I was saying, West Ham fans don't mind missing out on a penalty shootout because they're through to the next round. Which for me said that like there's a there's a fella who's of a certain age who's brought up saying like penalty shootout is a good thing. I think the penalty shootout is the most is, is the most painful, yes. ugly, unwatchable piece of football that every I don't watch penalty shootouts because they're wrong and and, and yeah the first one and I, against I, God. The first one I remember we actually was West Ham versus Blackburn. It was Craig Forrest in goal, I think. Ah, was it, oh, yeah. yes, he was. Uh, Deni- Canadian, denying us, yeah. The Canadian Oak. Yeah, well, he was that night anyway. So, well, hopefully it won't right, be the same okay. this weekend. So, so can, if you're agreeing in principle what they're saying, how is it making... Because the FA Cup has worked very well as a BT-BBC hybrid. Then what's happened is, arguably they've got lucky... But they've had a few. They managed to show some a Friday night game, uh, and then and then they can strategically position games around the weekend. And what it's done is it's made it's made the FA Cup feel valid again because lots of people have watched it on the telly, but also they're going again as a result. Yeah, I don't actually like that to be honest. The, 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 the way the way they drag it out over the weekend, I think FA Cup. It you know if you're going to have it at the weekend, you want it, have now. it on the Saturday. I want it and I want it now. Well, That's yeah, you, Matt, isn't it? tonight, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's like the Champions League games. It's like you've got what two last night, two two tonight. You've got two next week on the Tuesday, two on the Wednesday. Yeah. It, 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 they drag it out too much sometimes for TV. It's like, oh, granted that, but of course there's the point. But again. What they're, but what they're doing, so they're running it like that in terms of the elite 
and now they're expecting everybody else to still to make them to make it even easier for them. And I suppose that's the that's the bit that kind of you know gnaws away at me more than anything else because yeah. it might well be that Wednesday night watching an FA Cup game and to the death is a, is a very exciting prospect. Yeah. I don't know. The fact that they also sculpt the cup ties in a way that they're like, "What? This is going to be upset. This is going to be." So they they fashion it so that. Do you know what it's been like? Well, that's what the FA Cup is. Yeah, but do you know? Yeah, but do you know what it's like being in the dressing room where you're going to get beat? No, oh no, really. Yeah, could yeah, yeah. be by Hinkley when I was at Torquay. We were League One, and they must have been. <laughs> I played. I'm pretty sure the right back that scored the winning goal was wearing rugby boots at the time. And you know, <laughs> Leroy was our manager, Leroy Senior, and we just like me and uh, I had a bear whack and fair while Leon Constantine up front. They had the three of the biggest front line in like kind of... That's, like, that is just, gorgeous. You couldn't have seen daylight number. between yeah. you three, could the, you? It should have been enough. Who was, <laughs> who was on the right back? Who was marking the right back? <laughs> the right back had a field day, whoever he was. Anyway, I think he must have had like a tunnel <laughs> to the goal because they just... And when they beat us, we were like, this is just what everyone wants today. <laughs> this is the FA Cup. Whereas to the club, our chairman was like, you just cost us 20 grand by not getting to the next round. I'm like, oh, yeah, but everyone wants them to beat us. Everyone wants Hinkley to win this right. game. Surely, the, you know, the, the, the tide's against us, and you're like, well, that's not quite how football Do you works. know, now that you've... No, but now you blows the spike that said this out loud, I mean, because but I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, kind Sorry of... Hinkley exactly, No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want all this come the revolution part of this, but of course, I am also, and you know, easy to admit that, you know, I still want there to be really good teams to be in the, you know, the last eight so that the cup final's any good. Yeah, of course. So perhaps there is a happy mean to be struck here. And perhaps the, uh, those early rounds are structured like that. And perhaps that could be quite exciting. Oh, my God, I'm almost coming around to your two ways of thinking, <laughs> potentially. What about a sort of tax where, say, when Man United draw with Cambridge 0-0 last season and uh, they have to take into replay. What about attack? So if you're a Premier League club and you've got the funds of Man United, this is never going to work, by the way, but you... Uh, if you <laughs> Although I if, like it already. If it, if it goes to extra time, you pay a certain amount extra. If it goes to penalties, you pay whatever you would have had to pay with, for a replay. Uh, with, on the stand, a countdown clock. Countdown, yes. So, that, so basically there's money coming in. The, the, so the longer they hold out an extra time, they want another, another thousand pounds. There you so go, yeah. yeah. That, Bruce Forsyth could host every <laughs> single FA Cup game, yeah. I, I don't think Brucey can go out on a Wednesday night anymore. I think he might be a bit over that now. We have to we have to rethink we have to rethink our host on that one. but no, but it's, it's, it, that, that, oh my god, it almost kind of works in a sick and unfortunate way. <laughs> um, what we need to finish on now, because unfortunately, a gentleman, thank thank God we put the football world to, you know to rights here. That's what that's what we're here for. Um, but what we, really, the most important reason we're here is is, is for Matt to finish on about his um, his forthcoming trip because this man knows how to show a lady a good time. <laughs> Where are we going? We're going to Turkey this weekend. Oh, this are we? Big Galatasaray game. Um, See, hold on. So hold on, we, we've, you've, all, you've immediately skipped from <laughs> any potential swimming pool or beach, and you're already throwing yourself. Into the cauldron, are you? With, with, the, with the good lady missus? I am, yeah. I think it's a third football match. So the first one was uh, KR Reykjavik in Iceland, uh, which we got to half-time because I can't tell the time. And uh, <laughs> second one was Blackburn Rovers versus MK Dons at uh, MK Dons Stadium. We got a man, I'm a Rovers fan, so we got a man sent off after 10 minutes. Uh, it was a horrible, horrible afternoon. Uh, I was miserable all evening. And then now it's Gartasaray. So, uh, yeah, she's completed a great hat-trick. 
See, this is the, this where we've been going wrong, mate. Because this this geezer knows how to swoon right. a woman. That's absolutely. I mean, that is that. That's like the perfect triumvirate. Isn't it? I mean, out, no lady can say no to anything. So much after passion. that. Lot. So much passion. Is it not? Would you not say as well? So much passion. Yeah. Although, of course, in Turkey, because this is this is exactly the place where the, the Russian player uh, the, the other night um, stripped off his top because the situation isn't volatile enough. <laughs> by the way, uh, and, uh, with uh, a picture of Putin on it, but the but it's the, the slogan is called. Uh, it translates the most polite precedent. Wow. <laughs> and there's so many puns you could have for that name. It's too right. Well. No, I mean, he's I, let him go. To be know? honest, I want that T-shirt. I mean, because that, t- that, that T-shirt, that, that's, that's a better T-shirt than like, I'm with this idiot, which of course is obviously one of the great classics, which also could have been also been <laughs> the translation of that T-shirt as well. I don't, I don't really know, but there you go. Gentlemen, listen, but great fun. I'm, I'm glad we put everything right. You've made me, you've made me think, and I, and, and quite frankly, as most people will know with me, thinking's really, really hard. <laughs> so now that you've made me go and try and do that, I'm going to come back next week with a view on the FA Cup. Look forward to it. I, I would. <laughs> I might have to have a long lie down. <laughs> Wonderful work, lads. That was the Whistleblowers. Pleasure. Cheers. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.